Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. to do and welcome into more important issues it is wednesday august 19th we don't talk about the big 10 anymore that's that's not true i've got a stupidity about the big 10 so we are going to talk about the big 10 some more when are they coming back (laughs) that that's kind of my stupidity it goes in (laughs) it goes in with that um but the good news is we officially have an sec schedule um tennessee is back on the practice field um jeremy banks is back we're uh the vol vol nation see the good thing about the ncaa I know a lot of us don't like the NCAA. But huh. the good thing about yeah, the NCAA... What's the good thing? Hold on. I'm interested. I'll get there. Okay. It brings Vol Nation together. Okay, yeah. Hashtag K Mays. Everybody's tweeting it. It's the people's Twitter names. It, it brings Vol Nation together. So if we're going to... The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So we might not all like each other, but we all hate the NCAA. We united, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm lo- I love it. That's, um, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. That, that is the only positive about the NCAA right now. Exactly. 48 hours away from high school football kickoff. Or actually, is there a Thursday game? There is a Thursday There is a Thursday game. game. Is it? Gibson Halls, I'm pretty sure. So, was it supposed to be the Morristown's? Not that I'm aware. Okay. I, I know their season got pushed back. <coughs> but regardless, uh, t- so 24 hours away now from, from high school football uh, starting back, which is exciting. I think a lot of people were um, maybe expecting that not to happen, but... It's it's getting done at least for now. Uh, you've got a full slate. You got a Thursday game. Uh, obviously, all the Friday games, and then some teams are even playing Saturday night. At least uh, South Knoxville, South Doyle is. Uh, so we'll even get some Saturday football action this week. Yeah, full week. And and don't so we used to get like it was almost every day besides like Wednesday, and but we did our show, so we had, like got every day of some sports when football season is usually happening. Right. Um, you so talking about get, Tuesday night action? Yeah, we get action. <laughs> we get a Thursday night high school football game, or Thursday action, or, or Thursday uh, high school football. Yeah, or right, and, and NFL and NFL. Yeah, and so you yeah. get Monday night football. You get Saturday, Sunday. Oh man, I miss those days. It, it, but hey, we're like we're in close month and a half away from having all those. Yeah, so we're getting there. We're getting close. there. We'll make it through. We've made it through this long. I mean, we can wait. A, we can wait a few more weeks. Um, we are going to talk about the SEC schedule. And, well, Tennessee schedule, I guess, really, uh, is what we're going to look at. And we talked about it a little bit. We, we released that uh, little snippet Tuesday. I mean, you could probably find your – you could pick nitpick and find your complaints. But all in all, you, you couldn't ask for a, a better schedule if you were going to get Auburn and A&M as right. your two other West opponents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to talk a little bit about that SEC or uh, Tennessee SEC-only schedule. And uh, I guess we'll do some predictions, do some season predictions. Yeah. Before we do that, uh, let me tell you about our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. They make this show possible, so go check them out. Um, we'll have a lot of things coming. I think Saturday we have a cornhole yeah. tournament at Tennessee Tap House. So 
uh, go on volunteerroadshow.com. They got all that information. Um, go check them out. Create an account. That gets you all our free content, um, all our shows and everything like that. There's a Volunteer Roadshow store who we will do some giveaways for um, here in a little bit. So go do that. Also, comment. 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 Right now. Give us some questions if you got any. Um, we'd be happy to answer those throughout the show. And um, tell us where you're from. Yeah, I was actually yeah. listening from. It's it's interesting to see uh, to see where everybody's at. Uh, we've had some people in here from Germany, I know, before. Oh. Yeah, which is is weird. I know I realized that, but Vol Na- I, it goes to prove that Vol Nation's everywhere. Well, you not. I uh, love going on vacation and just I pack a Tennessee hat or Tennessee shirt for w- once a day, um, and I love just trying to get go Vols like just oh, by yeah. wearing it. Just in passing, go Vols. Yeah. Uh, had a what was really fun. I think I talked about it when I returned from Phoenix. I don't remember getting a go balls in Phoenix. Um, I got one in Chicago airport. Um, but in Phoenix, ev- not everybody, I talked to like five people, five people were like, Oh, you're a Tennessee fan. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, one guy had been to Neyland for an sec game. I think it was Tennessee versus Georgia in 15. Um, and then a bunch of people were like, man, I want to go to Neyland. Like that's my bucket list football stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So yeah. Vol nations everywhere. I've only seen like one person that, I actually said go balls to, and they had no idea what I was talking about. They just picked it up at like Goodwill or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I was just like, they're to, like, what? And I was like, never mind. You're good. To but, be fair, I've worn uh, Tennessee stuff like without really like, because I mean, it's just part of my wardrobe at this point. I don't even know I'm wearing it sometimes. And I'll hear go balls, and I'm like, are they talking to me? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I so mean, it just, takes me a minute. You, yeah, you should yell it out. No but matter yeah. who, who it's to, you still yell it out. Most of the time I hear go balls, and I don't care who it is. I'm like, go balls. <laughs> Immediately back. <laughs> Um, we are going to talk oh, about we got a guy in California. Hey, oh, nice. Yeah. Raymond Lowry in California. There you go. What part? Southern? <laughs> Northern? <laughs> Southern? That depends. It depends. Um, I'm just kidding. We like everybody in California. Sort of. Somebody <laughs> in California. Um, let's talk about the 2020, uh, Tennessee schedule though. It was released on Monday. Monday. Yes. Uh, I'm, my days are all confused because we've already talked about it a little bit, but Monday they dropped the, uh, Three o'clock, they dropped the opening one. A little underwhelming opening week. I thought if they were doing that three p.m. thing, I thought it was going to be an exciting week one. I thought they were really going to yeah, like they're give gonna, it to they're us. Gonna, yeah, hook us. Every every good story I mentioned that on the every good story has a hook, and the SEC failed on that story time. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Tennessee's got probably the I guess second most interesting matchup. First or second? I would almost say first because it's going to play more into the uh, SEC East than Auburn and Kentucky. Yeah. I guess just like better teams, I would probably say Auburn, Auburn and Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, but Tennessee does have one of the only two intriguing matchups in week one. Um, so I guess that's exciting for Tennessee fans. Uh, September 26th, Tennessee for the uh, opening game of 2020 will travel to South Carolina. Is much shape on the hot seat? Got to be. How did he not get fired last year, I guess, is my question. So, I think it's just because of his buyout. And then with all this going on, with them losing money, I just don't see them firing him with, I think it's like $18 million. That's a big buyout. What in the, who wrote that? Who, what? <laughs> who, what, when, where, why? Is that even a thing? We did it. How do you think you can <laughs> $8 million. Don't put that evil on us or you I know, me. but it was it was probably way too long. To be long. fair, though, I'm not saying Butch Jones what it was going to be successful. Will Muschamp had already failed at one of the best programs in the East. It's true. And so one of the middle-tier mediocre programs in the East thought he they could win there? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, whose who's resume is better? Like, oh, he was a coach at Florida. That would be a fire. Or, or <laughs> hey, he he was a coach at Cincinnati. But that experiment, the thing is, though, is so every – this is my argument when everyone gets mad. They're like, we hired a coach from Cincinnati. My argument about that is it, you got, every coach has to get their break at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, if you look at Bush Jones, I'm not saying he should have necessarily gotten it. At the time, I said yes, but looking back, you know, it, it, it's easy to say no. Um, but you already had Will Muschamp's succeed or fail. Like, pass or fail right there. It's like, he already took the pass once. Now you're going to pay him $18 million yeah. to take it again? No. No, that's... That's a lot of freaking money. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't have done it either. I, I guess, like, ours is just bad because we hired a coach from Louisiana Tech and then we hired a coach from Cincinnati. Yeah, so his buyout is now, because he took a pay cut to get Bobo, his buyout now is $15.5 million. As of December 1st. So they fire him before December 1st, $15 million. That's a lot. That's absurd. And this is, what, his fourth year there? So he's not going to get fired. Third, no third year there? No. This will be his fourth year, right? Yeah, something like that. That's dude. That is insane. So you get another year, Will Muschamp. Um, Tom for Jeremy Pruitt. You know, we talked about is Tennessee going to finally break that curse last year. They did, thankfully. In a, um, I, lo- I loved how someone stated it on our Twitter account when we tweeted a video of the South Carolina game, or maybe it was when we said that we were playing South Carolina first. Some South Carolina fan jumped in there and talked trash, and someone was like, "We spotted you seven points and still beat you by 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is. It, it is. Um, it, it, from the opening kickoff, I was very nervous. I thought it was going to be one of those long days, um, and I had a jerk South Carolina fan in front of me. But starter, starting quarterback, Joan Jennings, took us to victory. He did. He gets a – well, he didn't play enough, I guess. But I was going to say, in baseball, he gets the win. Yeah, he probably doesn't <laughs> he get the win. He doesn't get the win. I don't know who would get the win. Uh, probably Garantino. Maybe, maybe JT. Uh, maybe JT. Because JT played quite a bit before Garantino came in and then finished the game out yeah. after he broke his hand. So maybe JG got the save, maybe, maybe JT got the win. I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to look at the splits there to, yeah. to decide that. Um, but I, I like that matchup. I like going to South Carolina first. I, I think you're more talented that team. I think you have less question marks in that team. Um, I, I feel like this is a game that you can kind of throw a bunch of stuff at them. Um, and because uh, I, I think here's what I like about playing an opponent first that's not a cupcake. Y- you get to be, I feel more creative. Mm-hmm. It gives you that ability. Whereas I feel like a lot of coaches get handcuffed and like, I don't want to show too much. You might as well here. It's an SEC game. You have to. Yeah. And especially with Muschamp, with them just being so defensive heavy the past couple of years, you know, they're not able to really, I mean, they probably know somewhat at what Tennessee right. does, but they don't have games this season to actually watch. Them. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's something new. Yep. It's something new. Uh, and then October 3rd, bringing Missouri to Knoxville. It's Missouri. I, I, I think Missouri is going to be more underwhelming than they were last year. Yep. Defense, probably about the same. Offense, though, is going to be, I think, struggle bussing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who starts quarterback for them. I, I don't I don't think they know who starts quarterback for them. probably true, and that's probably not good. Um, it, to be fair, I guess Tennessee doesn't but I, either. But I think Missouri is probably just worried about their schedule at this point, so they're not even – like. Thinking about Tennessee right now is probably the least of their worries. I'm trying to see who they play first. I was going to say, I don't know what their schedule exactly looks like. I guess we can go and flip to that. Oh, they play Alabama first. So they're going to be beat all to crap and then come to Knoxville. So, yeah, that should be fun. It should be a real fun event. Should be 2-0. Happy for them. Headed to Athens. Which I like. And this is what I said on Tuesday, that 
if Tennessee looks at their schedule and their toughest stretch of game in the last five years is Georgia, Kentucky, and Alabama. Everyone's very, very happy about that. Take that, that yeah. Everyone's very happy about that. So Tennessee, after they play Missouri, will travel to Georgia. I, I was very excited to get Georgia in November. I feel um, I feel Georgia's usually a better team at the start than how they, end, how they close it out, with some exceptions here and there. But I feel like that's typical. Um, but yeah. – the good news is it's not anything new. You typically play Georgia at this mm-hmm. point in the season. Um, so you, you get to go to Georgia. I, I don't know what to expect out of this Georgia team. You're going to have a really good defense, um, but I feel like there could be some – I think this Georgia team has the, the ability to be really, really good, especially when you look at um, – I think this could it, – they're not going to fire um, Kirby. Kirby. But I feel like this could be a very, very defining moment of his tenure at Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he needs to prove that he can beat an Alabama. Yeah, I mean, and, and you get that I mean, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna find out in the regular season, which is nice. But I think that I'm so mad that the SEC kind of protected all those teams like Georgia, Alabama, Florida, LSU. Yeah, they don't. It's not a very challenging schedule for them. No, especially Florida. They don't have to play Alabama. And then they got Texas A&M and Ole Miss. I guess it's a similar schedule to us. But we already had Arkansas on the rotating. They had – who are they rotating? The LSUs are non. Mm-hmm. And then they had – who is their non-rotating in 2020? So they picked up Ole Miss and A&M, so Ol- right? Ol- no, I guess they picked up Arkansas. Oh, yeah. See, no. See, I don't feel bad. Oh, that's so frustrating. I mean, I knew Tennessee was going to draw the short end of that, but it is what it is. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see exactly when, because I'm pretty sure Georgia and Florida both got Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas got shafted, shafted. Yep. So they play, they do play Florida, um, away. So they have to go to the swamp, right after Tennessee plays them. So November 14th. When are they all gonna opt out? All those players. Philip Franks is gonna start preparing I mean, for the draft, dude. It it was crazy. Arkansas was the one on like the the front line saying that they wanted to play. The AD went public. Yeah, they didn't know they were public. gonna get. They didn't know they were gonna get just completely. I guess that was before they like actually had practice, and they're like, "Oh man, this sucks." They're living <laughs> on that new coach hope still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, October seventeenth, bringing Kentucky to Knoxville early on in the season. We see the we so is the is that the beer barrel is that at Peyton Saloon? Do you see those pictures, or is it a replica? Is it the same one that's in Needham? Didn't Needemeyer have one? Needemeyer had one. Needemeyer showed us that we because I think a lot of people were like, oh, we don't know where it's at. It's at it's at the facility somewhere. And then Needemeyer took a picture of it in his office, and then I'm sure it's a replica. But Peyton had it. In I'd like to have a replica. The Saloon 16. Well, we should make one. Anybody making mm-hmm. anybody making them out there? Like we could make one. We could. <laughs> we just need a barrel. It's a lot of work. Just paint it. I feel like we could get just sand it and paint so it. So <laughs> barrel. I'm trying to think of like a moonshine distillery. Do you think they have like barrels? I don't. Not a moonshine. Like a whiskey distillery. Okay. Distill. Yeah. So we need to go. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to. We probably just order one online. Like, we probably just order one online. Yeah, though. we probably could do that. But I was thinking like. I know the old Smoky. We could probably get one from them. Maybe they, maybe they do. I don't know. I, I've never heard of Moonshine being made in a barrel, but yeah, I, back in my old days. They do um, some of those places. 
uh, sell whiskey and stuff though. So I don't know if Old Smoky does, but like Old Forge maybe I think is where I went. They had whiskey. I don't know. They got barrels for sale. Pass. I don't know. <laughs> Pass. Um, but it'd be cool to have a tailgate. Yeah, I, I would love that. I wanted to make miniature ones, and uh, that was a tall task. I didn't have the right kind of paint. Mm. I was gonna do it. Maybe this year. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. I'd like to make a re- life size. I'd love to make a life size. Oh, like the monkey in the barrel kind of ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That'd yeah. Be cool. But let's do life size first. Let's yeah. let's try. Let's. I think that would be probably easier painting wise. I think it'd be a lot easier painting wise yeah. after trying to paint. I think this one would be a lot easier, especially if it's just one, and you don't have to do a billion different ones exactly. with more detail. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, Kentucky, though, I, I I do think Kentucky is going to be better than South Carolina, Vanderbilt, um, and, and I think it could be a, a battle between Tennessee and and Kentucky for that third spot in the East. I think that's really possible. I don't think Kentucky has Cole the ability Kubelik to win the East. Loves Kentucky. Do what? Cole Kubelik loves Kentucky. He, he is too high on Kentucky. He has them better than Auburn and A&M. And, and Tennessee. Yeah. Fifth in the SEC. I'm selling that. Yeah, there's no Immediately. Way. There's no I'm not way. even thinking twice about it. Um, and then the uh, fourth Saturday in October, because that rolls off the tongue, yeah. uh, Tennessee versus Alabama in Neyland, 25%. <laughs> but it's it's different, though. So does that mean we get them? Because it's a little different? I don't know. Yeah, that atmosphere might throw them off. I don't know. Yeah. Right, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. You thought. <laughs> You we you we wanted to make it loud, but right. it's quiet. Right. So good luck. Well, Alabama just thinks it's the third Saturday because it's like starts on October third, so they probably just don't know the difference. Exactly. Um. I it, here's the good thing about Tennessee's schedule: you have Florida and Alabama at home, and regardless of how many fans are in the stadium, regardless of whether tailgating's on campus or on the river or next to the church or near World's Fair or the, at Allen Sign or at Al- Allen Sign, <laughs> I'm just throwing some random places out there pick up on them if you want <laughs> the atmosphere around in knoxville is going to be so it's, it's going to make football season really feel like football season you're going to miss out on a lot of these games kentucky that time of year it actually might be a good good environment um it, missouri on in october 3rd I, I don't know what that environment's like i don't know if it feels like football season um with fifteen thousand people in the stadium with you um and, and not much tailgating going on but alabama October 24th is going to be a very, very unique but fun experience. Yeah, because then, like, the next week is the bye week, so mm-hmm. you can you rest up. Yeah, you can you can crawl to that bye week. <laughs> but it, that's a good thing with the schedule. You're not having to just, like, gut through a gauntlet. No, and that, oh, that, that three-game stretch is going to be very, very nice for Tennessee, especially when you consider not only is it a bye week, but the next week you get Arkansas. So you get another bye week. Essentially, <laughs> please don't overlook them at Georgia State. But the good news is you're not paying them. Dude, you know I think Georgia State beats the crap out of Arkansas. I, I, there is a chance. <laughs> Who did they lose to last year? North Texas. Probably. I think they lost. I think Arkansas lost to North Texas, or they made a miraculous was that comeback. Two years ago. Was that two years ago? Was that the punt? Yes. Yeah, I think that was, that that was had two, to years be two years ago. Yeah. It was an 18. You're right. Uh, they lost 44 to 17 to North Texas two years ago. <laughs> the Mean Green, baby. You love to see it. Uh, but, yeah, Tennessee does travel to Arkansas after that bye week. That's the uh, first game in November. Should set you up really nicely. Maybe give you some confidence rolling into A&M. Um, bringing A&M to Knoxville, actually, after that. First time ever. Yeah. 
Wait, like in the history of Tennessee and A and M? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think we've only played them like four times. Yeah, uh, I think like, twice was in a bowl game, and then I think I know one was in the Cotton Bowl in like 2007. Yeah. I think this is the first time Tennessee's ever hosted A and M. That's pretty neat. That sucks that there's no fans, but you get them again in like 2024. I yeah, I like that they're just gonna like. That's how it should be. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they've actually announced it yet, but I think everything's gonna stay the same in the future. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, so yeah, they've met three times total. So two, twice, once in the Cotton Bowl, I know for sure. Um, then once, obviously, at Kyle Field. I don't know where the other one was. Oh, full game list page. Um, and then after that, you go to Auburn, which is, you know, weird. But we played them in the Gator Bowl, actually. Uh, we won 3 to nothing in 1957. So that was exciting. Man. What a <laughs> barn burner. <laughs> and then caught ball in 05, not 07. The Big 12 would have thrown up at that game. <laughs> they would have, well, 1957, they wouldn't have been in the Big 12. So, no. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, that I forgot they weren't. But I'm saying, like, now, now like, yeah, they, they would have been. Game, like, oh my god, they would have been pissed. We had to, no wonder why we kicked Texas A and M Then travel to Auburn. What's the? I don't know what my take on this Auburn team is. I mean, I guess no one knows until you see them play. But yeah, I I've, I think they'll they'll have a good team. Um, like Tennessee, Auburn, it. and Texas A and M. I just don't see like there's not a huge difference. But Auburn's got to improve from last year, right? You'd think. They had a decent year last year. Yeah, but I think they improved is my point. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they'll – they lost some people on defense. That's tough. Lost the corner. They did They did lose some people on defense, but I feel like they can replace – defense is the only kind of question, but I feel like they have a pretty good chance to replace yeah. some of those guys. Yeah, I think they recruit well. So, yeah, I think they'll have a pretty decent team. But I like, like Nix. You've done it before. Yeah, exactly. At Auburn. You've done it. I, I I like Bo Nix. Uh, With a terrible team. A bad football <laughs> team. A not great football team. That was a very unexpected win. I had to wear a gray jersey two two weeks in a row because I wore it for the Auburn game. I wasn't going to chance it. <laughs> yeah. I had to see if it was a jersey's fault or whatever. Um, and then uh, Vandy. You, you travel to Nashville um, and in front of a hostile crowd. of Is it 25% of what you're – capacity stadium holds or is it 25 percent of what your normal capacity is because vandy's down to like 10 fans yeah <laughs> i think their normal like home game is what tennessee will have on saturdays oh f- f- far less well like I- i'm saying like their normal is our 25 percent mm. and that's when no, no 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 that's like their stadium capacity is is 20 i thought it's like thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're not even it's filling. Like, it's they're like not even filling that and thing that, up. That's probably boosted a little bit, but they're yeah. not even filling that thing up ten percent. Well, it's pro- they probably just took into account that they just did the Tennessee games and counted them as that's their capacity. Yeah. Well, that that's yeah. That here's the thing. Tennessee's gonna buy up the so thirty thousand, so they're gonna have like eight thousand people there. Tennessee's gonna be seven thousand of those in November. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That, and that's going to be most than half their home games last year. <laughs> yeah, I think most people just like buy their season tickets that are Tennessee fans for Vanderbilt. You just might as well. to sell them to Tennessee fans down the road. Their uh, their stadium holds forty thousand, which is shocking. There's, they got a big press box. <laughs> <laughs> One. Um, yeah, that's uh, 
I'm curious what a Vanderbilt. Are they, are they counting all the staff and everything too? Probably. They're like, yeah, what does a stadium dumb. hold if you pack the uh, pack the the field too? Pack the field. I remember somebody telling us that when they used to have the high school. It, so it's eight thousand would yeah. be their twenty five percent. Oh, that's twenty percent. So a little bit more than that. So um, I remember them telling us when the high school state championship used to be there mm-hmm. that there would be more people at those state championship games than there were at the Vanderbilt games. I'm shocked. None. <laughs> I'm like, that is terrible. I mean, especially, yeah, for, I mean, there's that. Yeah. I, I want to know what their average season attendance was last year. And then I want to know what their actual I average thought, season attendance. I was. thought somebody said it's like 26,000. There's no way. Average. That's, I don't know that. I mean, that's probably Vanderbilt reporting that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I don't know how you get a real one. Georgia had a similar game like Tennessee, where they just took over the stadium. Mm-hmm. Which now, especially with Nashville being so such a big city, you're gonna have prominent alumni associations in them. Like Georgia, there's gonna be a Georgia alumni association there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're gonna do that easy. Yeah. Like most teams are gonna do that very easily now. Then we end it with Florida. And then you bring Florida Knoxville in December. I love how people think think it's gonna snow. Like you don't know winter in Knoxville doesn't start till January like fifteenth. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's probably gonna rain. It's gonna pour down. Yeah, rain. and it's gonna be it is gonna be cold and rainy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this game's interesting because the last time we won in two thousand one in December because it was moved because September eleventh. Yes. Um. And that's when that was we, in Gainesville. Yep. Yeah. That's when Travis Stevens. Went yeah, we out. talked about that. Two hundred twenty six yards. I think he had two, two, touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns. And then uh, Bobby Graham, leading receiver, was 71 yards. BG. Love that man. And then talked about Iceman Casey Clausen. He, he texted me um, right after. He's like, Did you already see this? And it was like telling, it was like when they reported no tailgates on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him, Alan Sutton? I will. I love him. I love him. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have to get a Bobby. Bobby Graham usually throws a good little tailgate for the. Former players, he usually he he's invited us over a couple times. Got to enjoy that. Um, what the what they give us the last time? Had a hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Yeah. That lady was very excited to make them. I, I appreciate her enthusiasm. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot hotty. I think it's, I don't know. Hot toddy. It's hot a hot toddy. beverage hot mixed toddy. with alcohol, whatever okay. it's called. Yeah. I it was good. It was delicious. I'm not very familiar with alcoholic terms, alcoholic <laughs> beverage terms. Um, I'm just not. No, not you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not, though. I, I'm not. I've been watching Bar Rescue. <laughs> I don't know why. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. And they're That's like, pretty sad. I they're like, make me this that. drink. And I'm like, I I don't know. I mean, a bartender should know. Don't get me wrong. But right. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, I, would, I don't even have a good guess. Like, I had no idea what to put in that. Oh, yeah. If they, if they said a name, I'd be like, what's in that? <laughs> I mean, I, I got it back here. But, like, what do I actually put in that? I <laughs> oh, love it. Um, that's the ball schedule though. So what, what's your prediction? Ten games, SEC only. The Vols, I think Vegas had it. Bovada had it at like four and a half. I think was the line. Yeah. What? Okay. I'm taking that over. Yeah, I'll take that over. Five though. <clears throat> five is. Um, I, I wouldn't put money on five. Four and a half. I'm. Here's my thing about five. I think yeah. I take for the same reason I take four and a half. I think I take the five. I think I take five. Take the over. Because at the worst, I think you push. I think they win five games at least. Yeah, I think if you're Jeremy Pruitt, you have to win five games. I would agree with that because if you want to prove that your your program is moving forward, you got to beat the teams you 
already proven you can beat. And now, if you want to move forward, you got to upset somebody. Yes. So I, I think six and four is a safe bet. Um, there, there's five wins right here sitting there: it's South Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky, South six, right? Five: South Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. That's five wins that you. That, no, not another thought about it. You should win those games. Yep. And you gotta, you gotta upset somebody to to prove that you're moving forward. You gotta beat. A Texas A&M and Auburn. And and if you and, and let's say the flip side of that, it, I think the only game you, you could lose and it wouldn't be the end of the world is Kentucky. So then, like you said, you need to upset somebody. That's five wins. I think you get five wins. Five and five. I'm going to say six and four. I like six and four. I think this team takes a step because I, we talked about it last week when we previewed the quarterback position. As much as I think there's a question at quarterback, I don't think it's a concern. I think you have a quarterback on that roster. I don't know who it is, but I've got to imagine in a fifth-year senior, fourth-year starter, um, or a five-star quarterback who's highly rated coming out of high school, or a guy that's going to get the entire offseason to compete plus part of the season to compete, two guys really, I think somewhere in that mix you find a quarterback that can win you ballgames. And that's your biggest concern, or your biggest question. Not concern, biggest question. Outside of that, I think you're going to answer a lot of questions with a pass rush. The more I think about it, I'm feeling more confident. Plus, you added a linebacker who I think is an athlete, um, and is he's going to give you a lot. And I think he stays in the linebacker position, too. I know we talked a little bit about that on Monday. I think this team got better this week. And um, I six and four. I think it's six and four. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard to, to score on Tennessee. I think that defense is going to be in, in the best we've seen it in a long time. Yeah, I think you're at least good in the middle of the defensive line if you don't get have a great edge rush. Yeah, and, and last year you didn't have anybody that just, like, stood out but as a committee, you did a pretty decent yeah. job. I mean, as good as anybody thought you would. Right. Um, and I think that secondary's experience, I think they're going to be good. I, I like what you have, an inside backer. Pass rush, That that's kind of like, who are we going to get? But I, I think the same with quarterback. You have somebody on that roster that's able to get the job done. Right. They just got to step up. Right. And yep. quarterback, I don't think you have to have a quarterback that's going to win you ball games. You have the quarterback to manage the the game and not turn the football over. I think to win five games, yeah. I think if yes, you want to okay. get that upset, okay. yeah, maybe yeah. two upsets, mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to find a quarterback that will win you a ball game. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. Harrison Bailey, will he get it done? Let's hope. Dude, I mean, like – I'll take that, anybody. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing is like, yeah, Harrison Bailey, because he looks like – like out of high school, he's definitely the most talented quarterback on this roster. Right. But who who's developed – over this break, over this break, who right. has solidified themselves as like, hey, I'm gonna go win this job. Who's who's gonna have the locker room? Um, that's a big I think question too. Yeah, because I feel like Brian Maurer, like I feel like a lot of people like him, but can he get it done on the field? He, that, that's when like, yeah, people can like you, but can you get it done on the field? That's when you get the locker room. Well, I mean, he even brings energy to the field locker room, mm-hmm. and it's just. I think his is a question more about talent than than leadership, right? Yeah, decision making. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. We always, we always talk about quarterbacks. Yep, we <laughs> always got to. Surprised we haven't gotten a question about it. Let's uh, let's talk about how because I said I think this team improved this week, uh, which I mean I guess he's been a part of the program for a month, but it it's been yeah, unofficial. Like it's been officially unofficial. Yeah. Um, it is officially official as of Monday. Jeremy Banks is back. He's back. It's good to see him. It's good to see thirty-three in the the middle of that defense again. 
Now, will he start? I doubt it. Yeah, I don't. I but don't, he adds I depth. Think so yeah, he, and you need it. He adds depth. He adds leadership. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Pruitt doesn't throw around um, compliments very often, but he was very complimentary of Jeremy Banks a year ago. Yeah, and, and you know, and here's the thing: I don't think Tennessee needs a starting linebacker. Uh, whether you're talking about middle middle linebacker, or um, I mean, even if you're going to talk about backing up toe toe, I don't think they need a starting linebacker. Um, but they needed depth there because I think there's a lot of questions about the depth. So you added somebody there to give you more reps, and that's what yeah. you need. And you saw you saw it last year with the depth. It was Henry Toto and Daniel Batuli, and then Willie Knott transferred, Shannon Reed transferred, Jeremy Banks was off the team, and so when those two games happened where. Henry Toto and Daniel Petuli were both ejected for targeting. You saw how depleted we were at that position. We were playing a walk-on in Sloan Page. We were playing Aaron Beasley, who was a borderline deep. That's how small he was. Mm -hmm. Or or, or a running back. Um, And J.J. Peterson, who just hasn't figured it out yet. Right. So, yeah, having a guy like Jeremy Banks who has experience um, can give you a – he's done it before. So, even if he's not a starter, even if – He's probably he's probably not a starter either. Right. Yeah. I'll just doubt it. But yeah. It's like he's gonna he's gonna give you enough like he's gonna make enough plays to be a a good backup. Yeah. You don't want those linebackers playing nowadays seventy snaps a game. Right. Like that's that's a dangerous amount of snap. You're gonna get beat at some point if you do that. Um, so to come in here and add that depth is big for for this team. Um, and it's also big when you add. I mean, adding a guy like like Jeremy Banks, who's who's He's just going to play really, really hard. Yeah, and he's and another important. one of those energy guys. Yep, absolutely. Um, he, he brings energy, and I think a lot of people – I don't think he would be given this opportunity if he didn't have any leadership qualities to him. Right. I think my favorite story about Jeremy Banks, speaking of energy, is uh, apparently when he got his uh, first couple of looks at scout – he's a – I guess you're probably going like ones versus twos or one versus threes, not really scout team. Um, but he was playing running back and – uh, apparently the ones were getting very frustrated with him because he was playing full tilt when probably one of those unwritten rules at that level where you're, you're not always going full tilt, uh, even if it is play to the whistle or whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently he was playing a little too hard and some of the uh, veterans were getting upset with him. But you know what? When you're a freshman, you're trying to make a name for yourself, you're going to go hit hard, and he yep. did it. And uh, I love that. I think that happened on uh, with Jonathan Abrams on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you love it. Yeah. Obviously you got to learn, but – Right. You love it the first couple times. Yep. Definitely, yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's probably how he got, like, oh, holy crap, who's this kid? Let's try him at linebacker. Yeah, yeah, for real. He can't hold we need some the football, we need... so let, let's, <laughs> let, let's get somebody that can knock it loose. That's an issue. Yeah. Um, and then uh, fans in Neyland this year. Man, what a – we're not as big of a mess as A&M, so that's good. I didn't see A&M. I'll say that for my stupidity, but uh, okay. they've already moved down the number as of yesterday that they said they were going to allow in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was quick. <laughs> they're dumb. Um, so, but t- Tennessee officially announced that they were going to, I think a couple of days ago, they were going to be, they announced at 25% capacity. Um, and then they sent out an email today, not very detailed email, um, kind of vague, and uh, pretty much just like a come and support us, please. Because. As of, according to Jer- or Jer- excuse me, Philip Former's email, they sent out. Sorry, I'm trying to send out this tweet. Um, but uh, according to Philip Former's email, they could be losing between thirty and forty million 
as it stands today. That's with 25% of ticket sales or whatever. Um, and I guess whatever food concession, all that yep. jazz. Uh, they're asking you to, it would double if, 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 you, football. if you, yeah, if you didn't have it at all, I guess yeah. if you didn't have it all, or if you didn't have fans, he said, if you didn't have it at all. Okay. Um, and then asked you if you, uh, if you've already bought your tickets, so that's given your donation and paid for your tickets, uh, to pretty much just roll that over and donate. I don't know if that means, I don't know what exactly that means. And you, I don't think you'll know until I think it's tomorrow. They're going to send out another right. email, right? Yeah. Um, but what that could get you. So let's say you did do that real quick. Um, you're going to get, um, a bonus of five times Tennessee fun points, uh, which I think is how you. You talk. It's your priority level, right? Yeah. So I, I think that gives you like maybe deals on away games, like parking passes. Okay. So my yeah. dad was trying to explain it to me because like he he's the one that gets those emails, so I I don't really. Yeah. So I think it, but I think it's similar to that stuff. So like mm-hmm. priority for for purchasing parking passes for right. way home everything. Um. Yeah. That that moves you up there, uh, and then a name plaque on the they're gonna I guess commemorate a wall to this season because I mean, it is troubling, I guess, but that seems kind of goofy to me. And then, yeah, it's uh, not like we passed away. <laughs> yeah. And then an orange and white, uh, pregame celebration on Friday night. If everything can go as smooth and nipper, which we'll see. Um, is that before the orange and white game in 2021? Yeah. 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 Before, okay, the, okay. before the next one. If, if they can, gotcha. if they can host, um, it'd be a little celebration. Uh, Phil former also announced he was taking a 15% pay cut. Um, I don't know. It's just, why are you asking? Why are you asking your fans that already donate every year who are probably also struggling from the same pandemic you're struggling from? Yeah. That, that's money. my thing is like the, it was laid out like, Hey, we're struggling. Help us. But everybody else is struggling too. Yeah. Like you can't. And then here's my next question about, the tickets. So if they donate the tickets and then they get picked in the lottery, will that money carry it? Can they use that money? Or once that money's donated to Tennessee, is it gone? Yeah. I don't And then why not just roll it over to next year? You get an interest free loan from me. So I'll say, all right, we've already we've already paid my nine hundred for tickets. We don't do we don't do a donation. We already pay my nine hundred for tickets. You can keep it, but I want it. And use it for whatever you need to use it. But next year, that's gonna that's gonna be spent for my ticket. So you get an interest free loan, and then you make it up elsewhere because you're next year you're gonna you should I can't remember what the reserves at, but they've done a better job of replenishing the reserve. Um, but I can't remember what it's at. But then you can operate next year, and yeah, it may take a couple years to dig make out of this, but it's part of it, right? It's part of it. Yeah, this is one of the like most profitable programs in the country. Like they're going right. to make their money back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I want, I want three, like this should be my three options. I get to go see five sec games this year. And if I don't, then I either want my money back or you can do it till next year. Well, I think they're going to split up the sec games. So there's going to be a two game package and a three game package. So I, don't, I don't want that. If I'm not getting, I mean, I'm probably not going to, if I, here's the thing. If I get the opportunity to buy tickets this year, I'm going to buy them and I'm going to resell them. I'm not going to bullcrap you. They're going to be worth a lot of money. That would be stupid of me not to. Yeah. So I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's – if I was going to like – so they're not going to give a five-game option like Arkansas. They may, but from what I understand that most teams are doing, 
to give as many fans the, the ability to go to games, they're going to split it up. Okay. From what I understand. Now, so is it going to be so is the two games going to be Florida and Alabama and then you're going to have uh, possibly or you know Missouri, be, Kentucky and Texas A&M. Possibly or it could be Florida and Arkan or Florida and Missouri and then Kentucky, Alabama and A&M or something like that. They could split it up like that. I don't know. Like they're going to assume Florida and Alabama are going to be the most wanted games and they could split it up that way. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about it. So that's a good that's a good point. I'm not sure. I don't know how. I mean, we'll we'll find out in the next couple of days. I just think by asking fans to donate and get, and some may want that extra Tennessee fund because they may want to move up in the priority list. But how much does it move you up if everybody donates? It, zero. You stay the same. Right. Um. So that's you know, and and all the other stuff is good to offer for a donation or whatever. But it's like, how many of them would rather want that than if they're not because they're not. A lot of people. Of the, I think they sold fifty five thousand this year. They sold like seventy thousand season tickets last year. They're not looking at it as a donation to the team, donation to the program, and then I get to go to the game. Like it, they're purchasing their game tickets. That's it. That's yeah, that's for it. entertainment. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah, they not, they don't donate because they want to donate. They donate because you require it to purchase the seats. Yeah, I I don't exp- I don't know any person that would give their ticket money up just for a donation and not get to go to any of the games right that's i don't know of anybody maybe there's people out there maybe there's big donors who don't really give a crap and just throw money at whatever i mean there are those big donors but they're going to get to go to every game in their skybox exactly so yeah (laughs) i I just i don't know of anybody who's going to do that no i I don't know of a single person um and it it does seem a little out of touch to me i here's the thing i think philip fulmer is doing his best um i think he he had to send some kind of email yeah here, here here's the thing i worry about not giving that donation back. And I oh, I told you today, I hate that word donation because it, it tells me right there when they go, you know, you have to have a donation to purchase these tickets. That tells me I'm not getting that back no matter what happens. It's a donation. You don't get refunded those. Mm-hmm. And I hate that terminology. I probably would not buy season tickets if we had to do it because I just think it's stupid. Um, or I'd try to buy them from aftermarket where you pretty much pay the donation, but you pay someone else's. Yeah. Um, so I think it's stupid. They need to restructure how they do season tickets altogether. The purchase of season tickets should be for season tickets. If you, like you said, if you're given this money, you need to be able to purchase those season tickets with that money. Now, I, I don't know, I, I don't know the financial standpoint of it. I'm not gonna pretend to, but it just seems crazy to me that you can't either roll that over to next year or get it back. Because I think most people, I think a lot of people, if they're like, can we keep this money to operate and we'll roll it over to next year? I think most people would do that. Yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah, I think most people would. Cause they, cause I think I, I do think that's true for a lot of because it's season. already paid. Like right. if you've already paid it, like you're that probably gone. not missing it. Right, yeah. that money's already gone. It, yeah. it is what it is. But you also don't want it to just be gone and not get anything out of it. Whether you're getting something out of it in a couple months or a year, you would if you had to choose, you would take the year. Right, not ever. So we, we do have a question. He said, "What about the people who bought the vault pass?" I'm gonna go with yeah, yeah, no, yeah it, it's it's probably not looking good for people. Here's my question: If you, hopefully you're still listening, I, I hope we got to your question in time. Robert Faust, uh, tell me, Robert, did you get an email from Coach Fulmer today? Like, were, were you a part of that email group? Because that would probably tell you where where you stand. As you're, if you purchase a ball pass, that certainly will not guarantee you in the stadium, um, but you may be able to still enter the. Uh, I guess probably lottery is what they're doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
Have they even sold the Volpasta yet? That's a good point. I don't, I, I don't I, think they have. By the terminology of that question, I assumed. Um, but then that's another thing. What are they going to do about basketball? Because it is just crazy to think that you're going to have even 20,000 in the arena, let alone, I don't know how many. You're not going to have a lot. No. So what are they doing about that? I don't know. I, I'm glad I'm not in the position to make any decisions because I'd probably make the wrong one. Um, we do have some questions. You want to go ahead and get to those real quick? Yeah. Because um, they, they kind of go off some of this. Um, so at VFL Pilgrim, he said, how do you think reduced capacity will affect single-game ticket holders? I have tickets to Florida. Possible that we reach full capacity by then. I, I doubt it. I think you're in the same situation as – you're probably in a different situation than the Vol Pass. Um, if Vol Pass – was purchased, you may have the opportunity to buy tickets. Maybe. Um, if they weren't, I'm going to go, or sorry, single game ticket holders, I'm going to imagine those. I'm sorry. I just, I doubt if you're not a season ticket holder, I, unless you purchase them after market, um, I doubt you'll be in the stadium. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry it sucks. I don't, I don't think I'll be there because we don't. So we've been grandfathered in because uh, we've had our tickets for so long. So we don't have to donate the way it's set up. And we sit in section L. Um, I like to call the south end zone the Vestal of Neyland. Um, it has the tiny, tiny um, court uh, concourse. concourse and uh, the troughs still, which I love. Hey, um, I love Vestal. I love Vestal. I'm not, it's not a bash on Vestal or the south side of Neyland. Or troughs. Or troughs. <laughs> it's just a statement of fact. Uh, so uh, that, that I just don't imagine I'll be in Neyland this year. Yeah. Uh, and I've accepted that. It sucks. But we get football back, and I'm happy about that. Dude, I mean, if they had the five game option, I would, I would be there. I, w- I would do all five games. Okay. How much would you pay? Like if I just got my regular. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not paying anymore. No, God no. See, I think tickets could be more expensive. So you think they'll make you pay more? It's if... possible. Why would you not? <laughs> you can, you can charge, you can charge more. Why not? Yeah, then, then no. Yeah, I'll, I want my money back or do it the next year. So if you're selling thirty thousand tickets, twenty five, whatever it is. Twenty five thousand tickets. Um, yeah, you can charge more. Absolutely. Think about what you charge in the lower bowl versus the upper bowl. Lower bowl is probably like sixty thousand. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you could definitely charge more. I don't know if they will. They may not. They may. God, that would be, that'd be an even bigger issue. Mm. Hey, you can't I think most stadium and we're charging more. <laughs> I think most people would pay more. Yeah, I think for single game tickets, but I don't think the season ticket holders that already purchased their tickets would pay even more. They wouldn't pay. They might pay on top of what they've already paid. They wouldn't pay more. Like let's say they paid the nine hundred or whatever, okay, five hundred for a single ticket. They wouldn't then pay turn around and pay seven hundred more. But they would probably pay two hundred more. Does that make sense to get in those five games? That's crazy to me because like you're getting less games, but but they are conference games. They're conference games and they're in high demand. Right. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's going to be something for they them. They probably won't because they, they do probably want to uh, toe the line where they don't piss off fans. I See, I, and I, I think tomorrow is more like a survey of what like the demand is going to look like. Maybe. I, I want to know what the options are because Penn State originally, I don't know what they've walked back on it, originally said they were not going to give the donation back. You could get a refund or roll your ticket tickets over, but your donation would have to be paid again and you already lost the... Two hundred fifty dollar, five hundred, whatever you paid. See, I'll, I'll be pissed if they do that. I, I'll understand that you're. It just won't surprise me yeah. at all if they do that. Yeah, because I, I think they're very careful about how they phrase that donation. That uh, 
so I guess for like NFL games, it's the uh, ticket licensing fee. Mm-hmm. So you pay, it's the same thing. Instead of a donation, you pay a ticket licensing fee, which is $250, and then you buy it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, I guess through all this, they're probably going to piss off some people. Yeah. They, um, they I, but I don't know. I, I guess money's more important than fan morale. Well, they're they're fine. <laughs> they're, the, they're one and the same. But they're finding out that right. they're spending too much money is what's, is what's getting found out. Um, they need to, first off, the University of Tennessee doesn't need to be poking fans for money unless they have their lawyers looking really, really good into Bush Jones' contract and what if he's on upholding his end of the deal. Or the, That's what needs to be done. Or the compliance office, too, would probably be great. I'd also like to know if the compliance office is doing their job. Yep. I guess I forgot to. I accidentally skipped. I went let's, straight into. Let's talk about that. I went straight into Jeremy Banks and forgot about Cade Mays. Um, sorry, free, Cade. Like the NCAA, I forgot about you. Um, free Cade Mays. Free Cade Mays. I just here's my biggest. I don't care what you think. He's transfer. I don't care. In conference, uh, it's bullcrap. The lawsuit's bullcrap. The fact is, in May, the NCAA was going to approve a one-time restriction free transfer. And tabled that vote for reasons unbeknownst to everyone. He should be eligible. It's that simple. Every every kid who transferred for the first time this this offseason should be eligible. Yeah. Period. End of story. Absolutely. Yeah. No I, questions. I, I agree. It, it makes no, it makes no sense. Like, what 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 is your end goal to deny if if you're already planning on approving it later on? What's your end goal of denying somebody now? After January, every player is going to be allowed a one time restriction free transfer. And if, if this if this is what it's true is the NCAA is gonna um, give everybody who if even if they play or not their year back, what does play it matter? Em. Play them. Like what what does it matter if? And with all the people opting out, do you not want some of your better players in college football to <laughs> be think, playing? You'd think. I here's my thing. Like you, the the thing you just mentioned about apparently uh, I think it was Pete Thamel. Say yeah, name? yeah. Uh, tweeted that the uh, NCAA is expected to vote on the um, the where none pretty much this season doesn't count for anybody in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Play Cade Mays. Yeah, what are they going to do? Yeah, this season's going to have an asterisk anyways. Play Cade Mays. Yeah, I agree. They're going to find Jeremy Pruitt. They're going to find the the NCAA may not exist after this year. Look at the Big Ten. Are you going to make him ineligible next year? Because he's probably going to the league anyway. Yeah, exactly. Play him. I don't care. Play him. I just, I don't understand. And I, I love the petition going around. I don't know how much that would carry. You know, how much weight that carries. The NCAA no. probably don't care. But no. the fact that Trey Smith, somebody who's, is, you know, the NCAA is recognized and, you know, won awards and been on award watch list, he's a, like, he's a public figure. Yeah. And for him to kind of tweet at the NCAA and be like, this isn't right. Again, I don't know how much weight that carries, but it's got to mean something. Right. Because that that's one of your leaders in college football is Trey Smith. And for him to say something like at you and say you're doing something wrong, you're doing something wrong. Also, just understand, you look at Aubrey Solomon, which he didn't miss a game, thankfully. But a guy, look, I'm sure, I know it happens all over the country, but this is Tennessee, personally. And then you look at guys like Urosh Plofsic, who missed half the season, and then all of a sudden, what changed for you to go? Yeah, he's eligible. Yeah. What changed? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Again, like, are you gonna make Cade Mays miss half a season? I, I want to like, it's the NCAA's fault. But like, what is, what is the compliance office? 
How how, were, how was like JT Daniels getting? Someone did get, bring up a good point. He was redshirted last year, so he would that that it that was so. I'll, so is that the only thing that matters? Because Tate no, Martell, no, no, no. why why is Tate Martell? Is it because Kate Mays isn't a quarterback? Put I mean, yeah, number, that, if put he him was, in Shaw Tuttle's old jersey and let's run him out to quarterback. If he was a quarterback, there's zero doubt he would be eligible. Oh yeah, 100%. but he yeah he'd be eligible. It's that simple. But the the fact is. It's just it, the NCAA, I hate the NCAA. I hate the NCAA. Yeah, it's so dumb. Just make just makes sense. Like nothing makes sense. If there was a clear cut rule, which I don't think any NCAA rule is clear cut anymore. Um, targeting when you have like, eight guys in a room making a decision that yeah. never yeah it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, just have just like this is what you need to be eligible. This is what you need to you'll have to sit out a year. That's easy. But, but then they get lawyers and stuff involved, and then they're like, oh, God, don't do that. Or then they, like, get butthurt about something, and they deny somebody. The restriction-free is what should play the most important into the 2020 season. Every single athlete should that transferred for the first time. So if he, if a guy like – where's Tate Martell at right now? Miami. Is he transferring? Because that wouldn't surprise me. No. Okay. I think he moved a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> if he decided to transfer today. Obviously, a guy like that wouldn't be eligible immediately because he's already used up his transfer. Yeah. But a guy who hasn't transferred, if freaking Harrison Bailey wanted to transfer tomorrow to another school, he should be eligible. Yeah, and, and like, yes, that. And, and, but the it, it's a slam dunk decision without the one time transfer. Yeah, it, it may, moving home like that. Everything that what we thought would be a case for you to be immediately eligible. Is Cade Mazes? That's to a T, right? But now he's denied, and all this is going on with people opting out and stuff, and you don't, you still deny him. Like, what is your end goal? I just, I just want to know why he wasn't approved. That's nothing, too. Just like answer, put it public. This is why he was not approved. Well, I want to know does, and maybe somebody else can answer this for me because I just don't know what the, how this works. Is Tennessee told why he's ineligible, or are they just told he's ineligible? And they have to kind of figure it out and work it and get him eligible. Mm. I don't know. That, that's Yeah, that's a good question. Jeremy Pruitt in his press conference, apparently he was not very happy with the NCAA. He sh- as, and he shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's ridiculous. Three separate cases. Yeah. And and this one was the easiest one. The, the only thing that – the only argument to not be made – to say that you know it shouldn't be, he's not eligible. Whatever, is that he's transferring from a conference foe. That's yep. it. But is this the guy who recruited him is gone? That's part of it too. The guy who recruited Tate Martell at Ohio State got promoted to the head coach. So, oh, we know that they don't look at that crap. They don't care. The coach can coaches can move as much as they want. Players, nope. You're more restricted than the it's guys so, who are getting paid. It's so dumb. And, and I love the like the people in sports are mad about it too. Like Lane Kiffin chimed in, Jay Billis, Greg I miss, I miss Lane Kiffin. Even agreed for once. So who so who is making if all these guys Lane Kiffin may be aside, who are respected in college football are saying it's easy, who's making the decision? Like who's in charge? I have no clue. Is it Mark Emmert? Because that dude's a freaking moron and it's Shown no, first off, that's whole first off, that is far below him. To, <laughs> he does not give a shit about athletes' eligibility. No, he doesn't. That is too below him to be weighing in on. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's wild. And, and Justin Fields is another one who was like he went Apparently, to. I mean, the rumor is he used that race issue at. So does a lawsuit not carry any weight? <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand. Like I, I just wish somebody would explain why. Right. Because I think that excuse would be ignorant. I mean, if right, if the here's my thing about Justin Fields. If Justin Fields transferred from Georgia because he experienced um, racial views or you know racist tendencies, shouldn't any black player that wanted to transfer out of um, out of? Cade Mays, I'll get to that. Did we go? Did he kick us off? No, we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry, my uh, my robot decided to pick up our cord, take off with it. Um, so Big Orange Pruitt said, um, if Cade is ruled ineligible, could he still opt out and play an extra year? Well, it, eligibility doesn't count against your – if you're ruled ineligible, it doesn't count against your four years of eligibility. So, yes, he would still have two years of eligibility after this. Right, and he hasn't used up his redshirt. So, th- technically three years of eligibility. Yeah. Because he would not have to use his redshirt this year. Yeah. I don't know. That's – I mean, and I guess every player – it doesn't count. Even if you play or not. <laughs> well, if it passes. I hadn't, I hadn't passed right, yet. Right, yeah, yeah. That's the rumors that it's it's going to the board, I guess. Or the board approved it's got to go to the governor's. Board of governors or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We did get kicked off, so we're going to have to re, redo all this. Sorry about that, guys. Um <clears throat> uh, any What was our question about Neyland? I think it was about the... The um, single game tickets, though, so never mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was our only two questions about that. So we back on? Yeah, we're back. We're good. Okay. We're good. Um, let's see here. So the Big Ten, is it coming back? Like no, Not the Big Ten. So just like certain teams are just going to have their own season in they're January? Ta- they're t- uh, I don't think it was January. I think starting as soon as possible. Oh, in late September. That's okay. So there, there's another thing going on saying that they're going to try to have a season before the NFL draft. So they want to like start it like January 1st. I, I'm just throwing that out there. But they want it like as soon as possible. Interesting. But I'm just thinking like what's the difference in them playing now than in January? I just I don't see a huge difference. No, the re- the thing I read was that they would try to start in late September. Yeah, like as soon okay. as possible. So yeah, I haven't read the so one. So about- those teams that were wanting to do that. So it was the Big Ten as a conference that was wanting to do the January thing. Right. So the big thing with let's go ahead and do stupidity because that's kind of my take on the Big Ten. Okay. The Big Ten is so disorganized. They don't even know athletic directors and coaches don't even know how the season got canceled. Yeah. Kevin Warren should be fired like a week ago. That's I will never understand that. So like so, so they didn't even vote? So if the I guess. So the Big Ten is making this decision. The coaches probably don't even know about it. So the thing I so what I read was Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska are reportedly nearing an agreement to play their own football season starting in late September. That would be ten games. A source said it's very close to being a done deal. If that happens, they're done with the Big Like They will no longer be a part of that Big Ten. That's insane. 
Yeah, it it's a freaking mess. Yeah, it, well, and it falls on, like you said, it falls on Kevin Warren. Yeah, that dude. Oof. James Franklin said in a press conference he he didn't even know if they voted. He was unsure. Yeah, you can't be unsure if you voted. That can't be what happened. And if James Franklin's lying, well, then he needs to be reprimanded. But haven't heard anything about that yet, so I'm gonna have to go with he's yeah, probably I, not I've lying. I've heard a lot of people saying that they don't know how it got canceled. Yeah. And, and a day before it got canceled, you had a coach come out and say that he's talked about it with his AD, his president, and they feel very confident in what they're doing on the medical side of things. And then the next day, it's canceled. Uh, three days before, you release the entire schedule. Yeah. It's three or six. Three days? Oh, it's three. Okay. Yeah. A few days before, regardless. Yeah, yeah right. Less than a week. Right. <laughs> and the Big Ten is... It's absurd, dude. It's absurd. What about that petition? It got a lot... Of signatures now, I don't know how much weight that carries. It, I mean, all it does is make them look like they need to pay attention, exactly. But they're not going to. No, not going to. They, they might have teams leave the leave their conference. Yeah, they might. Because <laughs> like, if Ohio State leaves your conference, like, what what it, the Big Ten is pretty much done. I, I don't see really maybe Penn State competes if they get if they get this done, which Penn State would be on with them if they have this season. They will not be competing in the Big Ten, because Kevin Warren's already pretty much come out and said that. Like, the, if these teams, like Nebraska, wanted to leave, like if Nebraska leaves, like they're gone. Yeah, stick, I mean, stick so, to your guns. According but to according to him, that, that's some big guns leaving you to pick up the pieces. If yeah, oh, if I mean, the, the other teams will follow them before they follow you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even if they don't play this year, they'll follow them next year. Yeah. I'm, the Big Ten needs those teams more than those teams need the Big Ten. Absolutely. Um, I've got a stupidity. Uh, another one. Uh, the Warriors. They, uh, well, I guess it's that, the security guard at Oracle. Did you So do you remember the story last uh, May, June, June, I guess, um, of the Raptors president getting pushed and not allowed? And the security officer swore, he's a sheriff, but he was working security at the game. Swore that he tried to push him and, you know, get by him and got physical with him. And have you seen the body cam footage? I did. Oh, my. And apparently, like, he lied, like, a week ago. And was like, yeah, he, he tried to push me to get by. If you lie with, if you lie and you know you have a camera on you, punish to death. Like, you should be put to death. Because you're that. You're too dumb to exist as a human. <laughs> you're too dumb. That's true, yeah. Do the old school, like, tie, tie a rock to their neck and throw them in the water like freaking Salem witch trial. Is that what they did at Salem? Throw them off the Henley Street Bridge? Yeah, with a rock. Yeah, or like a uh, it's center block or something. It's, exactly. Yeah. You are too dumb. You should. You definitely shouldn't be allowed to breed. No children. No. <laughs> it's not that you're like, I'm going to lie, there might have been cameras to watch me. I'm wearing a camera on my person. And I lied. Yeah, like they're never going to check that footage. Right. <laughs> Good lord. Do you have any stupidities? Yeah, I do. Um, actually, no, I don't. I don't have any stupidity. Ah, well, yeah, this is this is kind of, this is dumb. <laughs> so, ESPN's Laura Rutledge, I like her. I, I don't have a problem with her, but she did say something really stupid that I feel like should be mentioned on the show she said 
She believes Arkansas could be a surprise team oh, in the SEC the, this year. Shut the surprise up. team. We just talked about how terrible they were. We just celebrated. Women. And they have the toughest schedule in the in the ever in college football. We just celebrated women getting the right to vote. Don't <laughs> ruin that. Laura Rutledge. I'm just kidding. I would never judge all women for the stupidity of her. Just like I would never judge all people like the stupidity of the security worker at Oracle. I think they should both be punished for the stupid things they say, though. Yeah. I wouldn't punish her to death like I would the security officer, but. Yeah, she didn't have a, uh, she did have a camera on her. So. <laughs> she didn't lie. She didn't yeah. lie about it. She might have said something stupid. She didn't lie about it. Have you, have you seen the Fernando Tatis thing? The no. Three, the 3-0 and pitch. Yeah, dude, I, that's why people hate baseball. Dude, that's why people hate baseball. It's so soft. And even his own manager took up for the Rangers. Yeah. And I understand you, you were a manager at the Rangers before, but dude. It doesn't matter. If somebody throws you a freaking cheese ball, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's 3-0. and You hit it out of the park. A seven-run a seven, a, a seven lead is not that. It was also in like the fourth baseball. inning. No, it was, it was the eighth. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I, thought I read that eight. it was in the fourth. Okay. But, like, that's a time when you do it. You don't do it when you're trying to get runs. You don't right. swing at a 3 <laughs> Right. Because if bases are loaded and, you, and you're and you losing and you swing at it and you pop out, you're going to look like an idiot. Right. But, yeah, if you're taking hacks, taking freaking daddy hacks. The point, gonna, the point of it is if you don't want to get a home run hit off of you, if you don't want to get a grand slam hit off of you, don't get a grand slam hit off of you. Yeah. You shouldn't get bailed out because your team's getting your ass kicked. That is not how it works. No. That's like saying a team shouldn't intercept a pass if it's 44 to nothing and you're on defense. Nope. You should still intercept it, and if they don't try to tackle you, you should take it to the house. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Put more points. Yeah. More steam. The unwritten rules of baseball are the dumbest things ever. Dude, I don't... Like... Yeah, are, it's... In different situations, you don't swing at that, but that's just situational baseball. It's not an unwritten rule that you don't swing at that. No, that's bullcrap. I love how someone tweeted, uh, if the reason they're called the unwritten rules of baseball is because if they were written down, they would be the dumbest thing. Of <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if somebody throws a 92-mile fa- fastball right down the middle, you're not going to swing at it? Oh, you're hacking at it. Yeah. <laughs> you're letting loose. And it's one of the, like, Fernando Tatis is one of the, like, most exciting players in baseball. He's 21 years old. He's a young kid. And, dude, he's trying to make a name for himself. And he is. Right. Now, yeah. He just hit a grand slam. See, so, yeah, like I just don't understand why he had to apologize for doing something great. That makes no sense to me. I will never understand somebody apologizing for doing something good. I hate that he apologized for it. Yeah, I think his manager probably was like, "You need to do that." And I would have been like, "Why did you manage us into a position where we had bases loaded? Maybe you should have done it with knowing that we were up seven runs. You should have just put us into a double play scenario, you jackass." Yeah, <laughs> you should have got out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why? Why are we not criticizing the guy on third base? He got on third. Now, now, if you get out, like that—that's—that's that's your pro- like, you made your bed, you laid it. Yeah. So if you get out swinging at three zero pitch, that's on you. But if you hit one out. What, Dude, what can you just, say? What can you say? It's incredible. It, it is legitimately. I'm dumbfounded that that is an argument. It's and like nobody but like those like the Rangers and older people. I guess that when those unwritten rules were unwritten. I don't know. I just I just don't get it. It's, it would, it would be like it would be like in it would it would legitimately be like in football if 
we were up 35 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And I hand the ball to the running back. And the linebackers do not move. And there's a hole. And instead of hitting it and running, I just fall down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That, that's the same thing. And, and it's not like – so it's different because baseball is not on a time limit. Also that. But, so like, like, I mean – So it, a seven-run lead, like a – if you're up 56 points – but you can't kneel it out with five minutes left. You're going right. to still run the ball. Right, yeah. you you got to at least do something. Yeah, you might not score. And you still You're have to. You're not going to throw it deep. You still have to stop the other team. Right. Or it's like being up 20 in basketball and getting to the end of the shot clock, and instead of forcing a bad shot, you just leave the lane wide open. You're an idiot if you don't hit a layup doing that. Yeah. I, I, Defend like, it. Like, if the guy throws it underhanded, you don't swing at it? <laughs> exactly. Like, what did you want him to do? <laughs> exactly. So be a better pitcher. Yeah. And, and the next batter was hit for the Padres. I was like, really? If it's such an unwritten rule, he should have been like, why do you out. Why do you hit the next guy? I guess they were mad that he swung at a 3-0 pitch. <laughs> You're going to see the guy tomorrow night, right? Was yeah. it the end of the series? No, I think they played the next. The next and he, he stole third the next game. <laughs> You're going to see the guy the next night and you hit See, that's just dumb. Base, that's the things about baseball that piss people off. Yep. I got Florida, man. Let's I got it. a good picture. Look at this. Super Florida. Super, Florida, super Florida, man. I guess I got it. Can you see this? Oh, my God. Why is it always a Florida? It's always a Florida fan. <laughs> no, those are the easy Florida men to find. Yeah. Um, My first one is kind of... Let me pull this up real quick. Um, honestly, impressive. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so Florida man, a Florida man known as Captain Bubble. This might be Captain Bubble, actually. Mm, makes sense. <laughs> was rescued for the third and probably last time today as he was attempting to float to Bermuda. I can't pronounce his name. Ra- Raza Bellucci has had a lifetime goal of being able to float to the tropical island, attempting two times in the past. In both instances, the man was rescued by the Coast Guard before he was able to make it to his destination. The first time the man attempted to float, he made it 70 miles offshore. That is a long time to float. That is. And then the, the second time, he made it about 90 miles. That's impressive. To f- float. He's not on a what boat. What about the third time? I don't know. They didn't say. Oh, he got to the pier. They're just like, guess, come on, like, man. Uh, I'm not going to get you. <laughs> yeah. That's an impressive feat, I think. What's he on? Is he on like just a, a raft? What does he look like? He's is he in the inner tube? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, it's like he's floating down the Y up here. Yeah, it's uh, he's at the Lazy River um, at Splash Country. Exactly. Um, mine is Florida man arrested after allegedly breaking into office, leaving sign and window saying secretary wanted $17 an hour. So this guy breaks into this business. Um, this is in Port Charlotte. Um, on April 27th, and he goes he goes in there, starts using a computer, surfs their web, um, and then I think he gets a drink out of the fridge, but then as he's leaving, he makes a sign that says, Secretary wanted $17 an hour, and leaves. What's the end game? <laughs> like, was he going to come back the next day and be like, hey, I saw your sign. Can I? Can I get a job? Can I get a job? <laughs> That's interesting. I, maybe it's one of those, I don't know. That's weird. Maybe it's one of those things. So I've always talked about, have you seen those things? It's like, what would you do if you broke into a house? Not to steal anything, but just to mess with the people that live there. 
Like mine is, I would take all of the batteries out of everything. Mm. Yeah, like just remotes, smoke detectors, anything that had a battery, I would remove. Or I would remove. Do you them. take the batteries, or do you put them somewhere? I take them. They're mine. Oh, okay. you have to go out, and I like try to find like if they have extra, I try to find those mm. and take them with me. So I guess I am stealing something. Um, okay. Or or I steal power cords for everything. Okay. Like my, microwave, refrigerator, TV, power cord is gone. You still have the power. You still have the HDMI cords and all that, but I have your power cord. That sucks. Yeah. You're an ass. <laughs> I would just, I would, or here's a good one. You need something that like with a remote. I've heard of that. Actually, someone did this while we were in high school. Someone stole someone's key fob and they would drive by their house and just set the alarm off. That would be good. That's messed up. Yeah. Oh, I'd hate that person, but that's a good little, just to, you know, mess with people prank. Or I don't know if that's called it. I don't know if so, you can call that a prank. I don't know what, yeah, like, was he going to come back and be like, if so, like, I like that he, like, set his, like, he didn't set himself too high. He didn't, like, CEO wanted. It was just secretary. <laughs> but. He just wanted to answer some fun $17 answers. an hour yeah, that's, to that's, be a that's, secretary. That's, yeah, that's a quite a bit. Quite so, a bit. is it Must 40 hours a week? Because that's a, that's a cushy little job. 17 hours, $17 an hour, 40 hours a week. Yeah. It's not too bad. For, you know. A secretary. For a secretary. It's not yeah. too bad. Yeah, he was he was definitely arrested. You can't can't <laughs> break into hundred percent offices and surf the web and leave signs saying secretary. Right. Right. Well, guys, that's uh that's all I've got. Thank you guys for hanging on, even though uh, we went to a little break unexpectedly <laughs> there in the middle. Yeah, my so my uh, robot's called Terry. We need to make a DJ Roomba for you. From Park, you don't watch Parson, right? I, I hate you. I, I did start watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Just great for you. show, great show. I'm on episode twelve. DJ Roomba's from Parks and Rec, not mm. Brooklyn Nine Nine. So, Brooklyn Tom, Tom Haverford makes a uh, he takes an like an iHome, puts an iPod iPod obviously in it, straps the iHome to his what are those things called? What is the actual name of them? Uh, Robot vacuums. What are they called? Crap. Like a vacuum cleaner. But like there, there's like Shark? a name. There's like a brand. Shark. Is that the brand? That's what mine is. Oh, okay. So, but one of those, he straps him to him, and he calls it DJ Roomba. Roombas. I'm an idiot. And um, so it plays music as it vacuums. Oh. It's a brilliant invention. Hmm. Yeah. I think my, so my, like, robot <laughs> Roomba is called a Yuffie. Okay. That's the brand. Roomba might not be right. But, but the, the, the real vacuum cleaner is a shark. Got my actual one. Oh, I'm talking about the robot one. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's Yuffie. <laughs> okay. But his name's Terry. Uh, I just got... I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's Roomba. I, Terry, yes. I didn't know that you named it Terry. Back it up, Terry. After back it up, Terry. <laughs> Guys, thank you, though, seriously, for hanging on. Um, Sunday, got a guest lined up. Yeah, we'll have a... I know, I know it's football season, but... Assistant baseball coach Ross Kivett on. Um, talk a little bit of Tennessee baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Good we'll stuff. Do it. Um, thanks for hanging on again. Free Cade Mays, we're bringing the boat in, and we out.